Hey coaches, welcome to the Coach Podcast. I'm here with Eric Voris today. I am here. And we are recording in a new room today, you guys. We can't even describe the fanciness of where we sit right now. There's all kinds of fancy soundproofing shapes that have been cut out on the wall and it kind of looks like a, a hippie's shirt, a sweatshirt. Yeah, and I could, or, or just a modern young person's <laughs> sweatshirt. Uh, they're one and the same at this point. They're the same. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm sure, go back and listen to a previous episode and then come back and listen to this episode and I'm sure you will notice vast differences in sound quality. Uh, we have the same very talented sound engineer though, so. Thanks, Cornell. Shout out to Cornell. He makes the magic happen. Yes, yes. So today... Today, we we have a not fun topic, but we're going to start off fun because we just have to lighten the mood. <laughs> we're talking about integrity. Yes. Well, sorry, I shouldn't say not fun. What's more fun than talking about integrity? <laughs> it's my favorite subject, Eric. How dare you? It would be your favorite subject. <laughs> I get uncomfortable and nervous. So I'm going to go ahead and just define integrity for us. And then Eric has some fun for us before we dive into the content. Um Integrity. Uh, we actually, it's actually one of the CCV core values that we talk about a lot on our staff. Uh, definitely filters down uh, to you, our coaches. So uh, the core values of CCV make up the acronym Christ. Ha ha ha! Here Very we go. clever. Close to Jesus, and the I of that acronym is stands for integrity. And here's how we define it: uh, having integrity means having zero gap between what you say and what you do. Yeah, that covers it. That's it, zero gaps. So on that note, Eric. On that note, uh, I believe we, and probably every husband listening, even every future husband listening, uh, is gonna find some gaps in our integrity at home between what we say we're going to do and what we do. <laughs> uh, the first one that came to my mind before I asked my wife, which I did, and that was a mistake. But uh, <laughs> sorry, Sarah. I am the classic. Uh, she will ask me to fix something around the house, and I'll think, "Oh yeah, totally, no problem." I can think of three different things at my house right now that need to be fixed, and you're the perfect man to do it. And I and it's I I'm not trying to break. I know how to fix them. Like it's not hard. It's just not a priority for me. So she will ask, I'll say, absolutely, I'll fix that. And it will take at least six months and 12 more asks before it finally gets <laughs> fixed. I don't want to do it. I don't mean to be that way. It just keeps slipping my mind and I am the worst. <laughs> That's awesome. I can't be the only one. You have. That's awesome. You have make me feel better. You have problems too. Okay. Here's my first one that my wife would say a gap that I have that I am a loud chewer. Mm, that is annoying. Loud chewing. And I regularly tell her, no, I'm not. I do not chew loud. I chew with my mouth closed. And I seem to be losing at that endeavor of trying to explain my way out of this. It doesn't matter if I'm uh, chewing gum, which I, actually chewing gum's the worst for me. If I'm chewing gum, my wife will literally tell me to spit it out most of the time if I'm <laughs> next to her. <laughs> Either spit out your gum or leave. Those are your options. <laughs> At least she's very clear. <laughs> um, and God, God bless her. She just puts up with me for so long. She's just gotten more clear over the years. Uh, so... There you go. I'm a loud chewer. That is rough. 
I, I made the mistake of texting my wife and I, <laughs> I believe she misunderstood exactly the angle and she just like real quickly, a lot of text started coming in of things that basically just annoy her, um, how loud I am and everything I do. So apparently it's not just chewing. I'm just a loud human being <laughs> and that annoys her. My inability to find things. I am the classic, like, no, we don't have that. And she walks right up and, and there pulls it, it out of the cabinet. There's the mustard. She always tells me you have to move things around yes. and I never do. Uh, <laughs> and the last one was sort of like a half compliment. It made my heart smile how most of the time I'm right about everything. So Enneagram fives are. We are. We know whether you admit it or not, we still know that. It's just nice to hear it be admitted every now and then. <laughs> That's awesome. My wife is an Enneagram five and she's right about everything. So it's just best not to fight with us. <laughs> yep. Don't argue with a five. You will lose. Okay. I'll share one more since you got a whole list of that them. That is true. We have a rule in our house. Uh, it goes like this. Everything has a home. That sounds like a Julie Andrews song. It's or a Netflix documentary, uh, oh, one of the yeah. two. <laughs> um, so I am the the king of leaving things out. That I I'll I'll leave them out neatly because <laughs> I'm a neat neatness person. Uh, but my wife is all about systems. So when I get the coffee mug out and I heat up the water, or whatever, and I set it down. And my wife happens to walk by and be like, that doesn't belong there. That belongs in the cabinet above the stove and it's not there. Guess who left it out? This guy. You, you left it out. It looked nice. It yeah. had a reason to be out. It did. It did. But it's not in its home. It's not in its home. And I'm in clear violation. A gap has yes. been created. Lack of integrity on my part. Oh, man, I just wish you had some integrity, Jared. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we share those lighthearted, uh, somewhat fun things because, well, integrity generally, especially when it comes to our leadership, uh, the church, it, it's a big deal. And there's been far too many stories that seem to just keep popping up of, of guys kind of falling short in that area. Yep. And it, it affects us as, as pastors, it affects us as coaches. If you lead in any way in the church, which you listening to this podcast, as a coach, you do, our integrity matters a lot. It does. It does. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 9 says, whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but he who makes his ways crooked will be found out. And when Eric, Eric and I were talking about this podcast, we were just talking about just, just even recently, uh, just some some well known Christian leaders that we've both been heavily influenced by. That it's come out that they've had a lack of integrity in a ways that's killing killing their legacy. Yeah, and and it's really weighing heavy on the whole Christian community. And we shouldn't be so quick to think that this doesn't hit home for us too. Oh yeah, it, any one of us could find ourselves in that situation, which sounds crazy, but it happens to guys all the time. That's right. That's right. So let's dive into this topic just a little bit more. And we really want to talk about it from the coach's standpoint. So coaches, we just, we just wanted to talk about it loud and clearly. And we want you to know loud and clearly that your integrity matters. As a coach in our church, it matters so much. And we know that you know this. Uh, we, we assume that you're in this role because this matters to you, but sometimes we, we just need a reminder. I know I need a reminder in this area. So, um, so that's what we're going to do today. And we're thinking about a, 
a scripture that really just lays this out for us in what we do as coaches. Eric, you want to read that for us? Yeah, yeah. Titus 2.7, a letter written to a young pastor, um, but applies in every possible way to a coach. Uh, In everything, set them, in this case, your students, an example by doing what is good. In your teaching, show integrity, seriousness, and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about us. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's such a, such a simple concept there, but it's very challenging to actually live this out. Oh, yeah. Very. Yeah. Yeah. And the problem, I think, that I really want to address today, it's not that we don't value integrity. It's just sometimes we, for, we forget to really care about it. Yeah. We get less diligent about it. Right. Right. And it really becomes a problem uh, when we move from this... Um, managing our integrity to ignoring it. And and that's where people get in trouble. So I just want to I just want to ask us today, you know, are we truly following and obeying Christ ourselves? I want all of us to think about that right now. Wherever you're at, if you're driving in your car, uh, if you're you're on a run or whatever on this podcast, I, I just want to ask you again loud and clear, are we truly following and obeying Christ? ourselves. And what does that look like? Yeah, we're not we're not talking about perfection. We're not saying, you know, do I never screw up because that's none of us. But just kind of like nothing that sounds earth-shattering but basic stuff that cumulatively really helps. So, you know, practicing spiritual disciplines, your basic Bible and prayer, are you doing that daily or pretty much daily? Uh are are you accountable to someone? Is there at least one person that you talk about the hard stuff with that that's you right. that you no, you can go and they're going to check in on you and you, hey, you know, when you blow it, you, you've got someone that you go and talk to. You don't just keep that bottled up and hidden. Um, are you in church regularly? Not just there to coach, but like getting fed yourself and worshiping outside of whether you're a coach or not. Yeah. Yeah, that's so important that we don't neglect that ourselves. I mean, we get frustrated when our students don't show up for church. <laughs> But how about us? You know, are we regularly attending church um, or or are we skipping out a little bit? Uh, the next one I would just say, you know, are we in community? Are we in Christian community? That's being involved in a CCV group. I, I think that this should be a standard for all of our coaches that we're involved in what we say we're doing as a church. We, we talk about this from stage all the time. You hear this from Ashley all the time. Like if you're not in a group, you're missing out. And coaches, you're you're the example. You're not the exception. So, so are you engaged in Christian community yourself? Um, what else we got on the list here? Okay, I think I think the other is just kind of giving. We talk about it a lot. Are you giving faithfully? Um, it's it's the whole. Ashley says it all the time. But God wants your heart, not your money. That's right. Um, so that this isn't like a guilt thing about tithe. It's really about um, are you exercising and growing in your trust in God by parting with some of what he's entrusted to you. Uh, Cause that, that does, it does positive things for your uh, bottom line, but it does a whole lot more for your heart. That's yeah, that's so good. So good. And we're not trying to make this a podcast about money, but it no. really is. It is about our heart. Integrity really is a heart issue. For sure. So uh, that's great. And and there's probably more to the list than that coaches. But at the end of the day, you know, are we truly 
following and obeying Christ ourselves? Are we practicing what we're preaching to our students? Because if we're not, there's a, there's a real issue. And there's a, there's a story in the Old Testament that just comes to mind that's all about integrity. Uh, Eric and I were talking about this story. It's, it's the sin of Achan is what I'm, I'm it's, thinking it's about. A catchy heading <laughs> in the Old Testament. <laughs> Book of Joshua, chapter seven. Uh, the context is, you know, God has empowered Joshua to lead Israel into the promised land. Uh, they do the whole march around Jericho thing, seven, seven days. They conquer Jericho in a miraculous way. And God says to burn it all. Yeah, don't keep any of it. That's right. And what did Achan do? He kept some of it. <laughs> he kept some gold and buried it under his tent. Yeah, the perfect crime. Who yeah. would know? <laughs> That's right. That's right. And um, here's the deal, coaches. Sometimes we forget what's at stake when it comes to God's commands. And Achan forgot what was at stake because next thing you know, this incredibly named city rises up against Israel (laughs) and it's called AI. Yes. Not artificial intelligence. It wasn't, they weren't, it wasn't Terminator. They weren't fighting robots, but you say it just like it's spelled evidently. And Israel, you know, goes to fight them because they're fighting with the power of God behind them and they, they lose. They lose bad. Yeah. They lose bad. People die. Uh-huh. And the, I, I believe they like there's there's weeping um, at, back at camp after all of this. Everybody's like tearing their clothes, going, "What what has happened?" And we learn that there's sin in the camp, and Aiken is found out for his secret sin, and you know ultimately you know paid the price for it. Him and his yeah. whole family. They deal with Aiken. Yep. <laughs> and then they, they move on and they're victorious. Again. That's right. That's right. Um, we don't tell you that story to, um, to focus in on, um, you know, just the harsh reality of that, but, but to remember what's at stake. And I just want to ask you, um, do you realize what's at stake as a coach in our ministry if you do not coach with integrity? Do you realize that? Our students' growth in Christ largely depends on your example. Um, Do you realize that the trust that families have in this church uh, largely depends on your example, your integrity, Um, or even the reputation of CCV itself in the Valley? You know, if one of our coaches um, fails in the area of integrity, we live in a very public world. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Today. So, you know, things can be found out. I mean, Proverbs 10:9, we said it in the very beginning, he who makes his ways crooked will be found out. And unfortunately, today that can be found out in a very public way. Um and it's not about it's not about the name of CCV, it's about the name of Jesus. Yeah. And we discredit our savior when we're trying to make him famous. Um, you know, our our integrity our, our lack of integrity can really cripple, you know, the fame of Jesus. So the last thing I, I just said, do we realize that the blessing of God in our lives and in our ministry rises and falls with our integrity? You think about the story of Achan when 
There was a lack of integrity. People died. And when they dealt with it, they thrived. They conquered AI and it wasn't a big deal at all. Yeah. And, and we're not saying it's not apples to apples. It's right. not necessarily life and death in our student ministry. Right. Uh, but there's all these other things that, that we just don't realize we don't take into account uh, maybe how good things could be. Like mm-hmm. how much of a, a blessing from God over your group, over our ministry is is diminished or hindered because we we have gaps in our integrity. That's right. That's right. We we maybe take for granted everything that God wants to do and the ways that he wants to grow and bless your group and the students in your group. And maybe maybe some of that blessing really hinges on your your uh, pursuit of integrity and obedience and really following Jesus yourself. So um, so I think it's just time to just to just be honest, coaches. I just want to ask you very directly, are there any gaps in your integrity right now? Are there any gaps in your integrity right now? And I want you to remember Proverbs 10, 9, you know, you will be found out and maybe not now, <laughs> Um, but down the road and, and somebody will pay a price for that. Um, maybe you and maybe others. And, um, and I really want you to think hard about that question. And that really leads into our challenge, which, yeah. which Eric, I'll let you, let you, uh, roll with that. Yeah. The challenge is, uh, simple to say, uh, it's hard to do, uh, but it's really just if, if you ponder that question and come up with, yeah, there's, there's something, I've got something going on. I just haven't dealt with, uh, talk to your SP, talk to your student pastor, like send that text right now. That's even just like, Hey man, can we meet at least get the ball rolling? Uh, it's the toughest part <laughs> sometimes. Um, it, because it's man, it, it's really hard to think about that, but it is always, always better to come forward and to deal with it than to be found out. That's right. Like I've, I've seen it happen. Uh, so <laughs> more times than I care to to think back on. Uh, and the times when someone like raises their hands, like, hey, I've got this thing going on. No one knows about it, but I, I got to deal with this. Man, it always, always, always goes better than when things bubble to the surface. And, and now we got to, it has to be dealt with for you. That's totally true. Totally true. So, so let's talk about for just a second, like if you were to take us up on this challenge, if you were to have the courage and the intentionality to actually raise your hand and reach out to your student pastor, male or female, and say, "Hey, I'm struggling in this area. You know what what might happen? Well, a couple things could happen. Uh, for sure, uh, it'll be a little uncomfortable. Oh yeah, <laughs> it will. But but we know that we rarely grow when we're comfortable. So this is an opportunity for you to grow. So I would say just get over that. It is going to be awkward, but you have an opportunity to grow. So, so move forward. Uh, what would you say next, Eric? Well, you know that I can say this without hesitation of any of our student pastors, you're going to be met with grace and truth. Um, they're going to respect you, whatever it is going on, they're going to respect you for having the courage to come and talk to them about it. Um, and they'll, they'll meet you with grace, uh, all sorts of forgiveness there's still going to be some truth. Like they want to help you guide you through that. Um, and, and on the note, you're going to find someone who wants to walk with you through this. They're not going to be like, Oh man, that's rough. Yeah. We got to get you some help. Like they, they want to be 
right there with you, helping you grow through this, helping you get past this, helping you close that gap in your integrity. That's right. That's right. 100% true. Um, and we just wanted to be really clear here with you, with you coaches. You know, there's no promise, you know, from, from me or Eric that you're going to be allowed to continue to coach depending on what you bring to the table. No promises. There's no promises that you'll be removed from coaching. You know, maybe maybe there's there's way more grace. Um, maybe there's a lot more truth. I really don't know. It really depends on the area. But yeah. what but what you're going to find is the spirit of a pastor who who wants to walk with you and show you grace and truth. I just want to be careful and, and be really clear that no promises on what the outcome is going to be. Yeah, every, every situation is a little bit different, uh, so we can't make sweeping promises like that. And you, you know, you've probably, if you have some issue, you've probably sat on it because you're afraid that that might be a consequence. Um, but, but uh, let me just say that, like, the the spiritual side of it for you, set coaching aside, set students aside, like you as a Christ follower, uh, we, Jared and I, all your student pastors, this whole church, we want to see you thrive and grow and walk closer with Jesus. So don't get bogged down in what little consequences may happen. Cause you're going to find a pastor who wants to walk with you through this process and help you find life on the other side of whatever this thing is. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And without a doubt, coaches, you know, if you take us up on this, you're going to be honoring God. You will. Um, David, a man after God's own heart. I just think about, you know, after the sin with Bathsheba and all of that that goes down, you know, you read in the Psalms and and David is just broken before the Lord. And, and you know, he, God honored him. He called him a man after God's own heart, even though he had such a lack of integrity in, you know, various parts of his life. When he was honest before the Lord, God saw his heart. And, and that's what matters, coaches. So know that, know that we love you and we care about you. That's why we decided to talk about integrity in today's podcast. And we hope there's some of you listening right now that you need to take us up on this challenge. And, and I'm just gonna pray at the end of this podcast. I don't think I normally do this, but I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna say a prayer for you. And we'll just close out the podcast that way. But just know um, we're for you. We're so grateful. And we could not do student ministry without you. Um, thank you. Thank you for being a part of this ministry. More importantly, thank you for valuing integrity and putting in the work and obeying and following Jesus. Um, it matters so very much. Your character, your integrity matters. So uh, let's just pray. Let's just pray and then we'll be done. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for every single coach right now. Whenever they're, they're listening to this message, maybe it's months or, or years down the road if this podcast makes it that long. Um, I know that what will not change is the principle behind all this is that their integrity matters. And Father, I pray that you help them look inside um, in the next few moments that they actually take the time to ask themselves where they're really at right now and are there any gaps? Help there to be zero gaps between what we say and what we do. And when we, when we come across these gaps, because none of us are perfect, I pray that we would deal with them. And in some instances, Father, there's some coaches who need to have a real honest conversation with their student pastor. And I just pray that you would give them the courage to lean into that and trust you no matter what the outcome is. 
and to trust that you have called them to this role of being, being a coach. So you will honor how they handle that conversation. Thank you, Jesus, for each and every one of these coaches. I pray that you would just bless them and their families and their groups and their students as they do uh, your work and are your hands and feet. We love you in Jesus' name, amen. See you next time.